News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Welcome to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. And I'm Alan Gilbreth with DarkOakMedia.com. And that's our buddy Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we invite you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. And uh, um, I've already posted the must-have item of the week, Alan. And uh, if people have paid attention, the other day I I posted a tease of an epic story we're getting to today, (laughs) Alan. The top five five critters that can get into your toilet. Oh, I so knew that was coming. Just, You're the one oh. that sent me the article. Don't I did. act all innocent I did. about this, I did. Alan. It's so, my fault. So Critter Wars is uh, is going to be big today. You know, speaking of big, we got our good buddy Jay Hill coming in. He's dropping in uh, shortly, actually. So, um, and Alan, apparently the uh, breakout hit of the uh, of the show. Well, it, it, we just started last week, but apparently it's it's picking up momentum. It, we're going to call this our Tool Talk Radio Confession Line. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we had a pretty good confession last week. I've, we've got one here, and if you want to jump in and, and confess to uh, somehow when you failed as a, a homeowner or failed with uh, tools uh, work in the workshop, uh, call us around 845 and queue up, and we'll, mm-hmm. we may put you on, and if not, we're going to read the one that I've already got here, Alan. So uh, we've got our must-have item of the week. We've got a lot coming at you today. It's going to be a very dynamic and wide-ranging show, <laughs> so buckle in, everybody. But before we get to any of that... And now, Toll Talk Radio's weekly salute. Sometimes you can take a bad situation and turn it to your advantage. When James T. Kirk was still a cadet facing the unwinnable Kobayashi Maru test, he turned the situation to his advantage by reprogramming the simulator to win the challenge, thus becoming a legend at Starfleet Academy for centuries to come. And you either get that one or you don't, Alan. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to explain. When amateur astronaut Ben Grimm was irradiated with cosmic rays, leaving him horribly disfigured, bulletproof, and able to lift a school bus, He turned the situation to his advantage by putting on a blue Speedo and becoming a superhero called The Thing. A lot of geek references this morning. Yeah, yeah, you're rolling. When Max, the producer, got the chicken pox and was told he had to stay home for a week, he turned the situation to his advantage and binge-watched all 10 seasons of his favorite History Channel program, The Deadliest Moments in 20th Century Stamp Collecting. Mm. (laughs) I mean, hey, have you ever seen the paper cuts people can get from those? It's, oh, yeah. it's pretty brutal out there, Alan. And, of course, during one noteworthy summer, when Alan Gilbreth was 15 years old, he was thrilled to be offered an internship at the local zoo. However, he was less thrilled when he learned that his primary duties would consist of shoveling out the gorilla cage. Wow. <laughs> you got to start at the bottom, Alan. Let's just say Dingo was regular. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nevertheless, Alan was resolved to turn the situation to his advantage and so applied himself to teaching the troop of gorillas to play chess, an achievement which he was sure would make him a shoe-in candidate for the Junior Nobel Peace Prize for achievements in science. Unfortunately, however, his plans were completely devastated one fateful afternoon when Rocco, the 500-pound silverback, took exception to being checkmated in only seven moves by Harold the Mountain Gorilla and smashed the chessboard over Harold's head, who counterattacked by jamming a rook up Rocco's nose. 
after which the rest of the troop jumped into the fray, and within moments, the entire enclosure was a confused mass of swinging gorilla fists and flying bananas. <laughs> Ultimately ending with several bruised and disgruntled simians sprawled out in the dirt, a traumatized group of Girl Scouts who had witnessed the whole thing, and Alan receiving a lifetime ban from every zoo in the southwestern United States. Well, Alan, I mean, you, you were a visionary. I'll give you that. But they were doing so good. We were up to the semifinals. They were doing so good. Rocco was on his way, man. And they were rolling. Anyway, for more than a century, let's turn the corner. For more than a century, the Industrial Revolution has brought us remarkable advances in technology. However, one of the downsides of this progress is the large amount of waste and pollution it has produced. For decades, however, a growing movement is emerging to try and combat this problem and turn the situation to our advantage. My friends, we give you the practice of reducing, recycling, and repurposing. Ooh, that took a while. Yeah, I'm still... I had enough music this time. <laughs> Good, yeah. Poor Harold. You know, he, he really... <laughs> he was trying. He, he was, was trying. really on a move. But anyway, Alan, so, uh, you know, we talk about this anyway. In, um, we So here at, here at Tool Talk Radio, we're not all doom and gloom. We, yes, we have our problems. Yes, we have our, our issues. But there's also solutions that are being, in, you know, adopted. And I thought, why, don't, why not celebrate some of that and then, you know, talk mm. about the realities. And I think this is going to carry over a little bit but um you know i i at least people are talking about it uh you know really they have for the last 40 years or so but uh the idea of just let's not just throw pollution everywhere you know well i we're actually everything new is old and everything old is new right of when we really get started pre-industrial revolution there really wasn't any waste yeah, you when when we were the agri, you know the agri, uh, blah, 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 I can't even talk this morning. When we were an agrarian society, you know, basing everything on agriculture, everything got reused. Right, uh, everything was either somebody else's food, somebody else's leftovers, or somebody else's fertilizer. <laughs> so we sometimes we, all in that same uh, mix. Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just didn't. It only took a day to go through all three stages. And you, because resources were limited, especially in exploration. Mm -hmm. So if you were that first little colony that was put someplace and you were trying to survive, nothing went to waste. Right. It, it's only when we get into uh, a slightly more modern era where we've got more stuff. Yeah. And now today, people are looking at all of the stuff we have, especially packaging, um, all the plastics, all of the things that come with our modern life. And so many of these things can become something else so yeah. easily. Yeah. So it's, and it's, and I feel like the, the, they're, you know, I think we're going to get through this. I think we have to just continue to, you know, we have to continue to, to, uh, be focused on it. But I, I don't know. I have optimism, Alan, just my own. I'm going to share a little anecdote that I, mm. uh, that from some, my time living in Southern California, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think the fact that we, that we care about this and the fact that the technologies have emerged to help us, you know, be more uh, efficient with all the materials we use is going to be really helpful down the road. So anyway, we're going to unpack that a little bit when we come back. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here at News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. One of these days you're going to get yourself killed, you know that, and I won't be... Ah! News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. 
<laughs> and welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio. Coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm a little discombobulated. Anyway, uh, I'm Joe Thorderson. <laughs> Thor Sammer. Yeah, carpentry and wood turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from DarkOakMedia.com and the very distracting Jay Hill, who just got he showed up early. He's off. Yeah, Jay, your segment's not for. Well, anyway, whatever. He he's here early. He 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 couldn't wait to get in on the conversation. That's all right. That's what it was. And we got our buddy Max behind the glass. Uh, you can give us a call or text at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like and check out all the action over there. Well, we strongly encourage you to uh, to queue up and get ready to call the uh, mm-hmm. Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline because shortly we are going to open the phones to, uh, uh, well, the phone and text. I don't know, Alan. I kind of like text better, uh, to be yeah, honest. I always but, love the text because we can get a picture. Right. Well, you can send pictures and text to the uh, Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And coming up at the top of the next hour, we're going to unpack our, uh, we're calling this the Tool Talk Radio Confession Line. You oh, know, there's yeah. a real therapeutic benefit to confessing <laughs> the way you failed as a homeowner or the way you failed uh, using tools or something. And let's face it, Alan, it's amusing to us to ridicule you and to, uh, you know, share your embarrassment over the airwaves. So we're, we're going to do that coming up uh, shortly. So before we get to that, Alan, and before we continue our discussion about re- recycling, reducing and uh, repurposing, is that the right order? Sure. Anyway. Uh, let's let's talk about a man who never who who is on top of all of that. You know, he keeps things clean, he keeps things efficient, and he he keeps things high tech. That's our good buddy Larry Brown at Brown Refrigeration. Mm-hmm. What a dumb transition that was. No, nah, it was actually pretty good because of they have a lot of uh, government regulations they have to meet with air quality standards. You can't just uh, it ain't the old days where you can walk out there and kick that pipe off the compressor and right. let the gases out and all that. Uh, yeah. So no, I, I would say he's the perfect one to bring up smart home systems that conserve electricity and purify the air. So well, another reason you're going to want to be in touch with uh, Jay. You know, sometimes uh, I mean, with Larry Brown is. Uh, you know, we talk about these pivotal moments in history, Alan. Yes. We're actually, believe it or not, living in a pivotal moment in the HVAC, in the history of HVAC, because, like, the R34 has been discontinued, right? That uh, stuff's R22. rarer than R22, R22. Mm-hmm. which is the typical refrigerant they used, and so they've had to transition all of their all of the new units. They're transitioning that technology, and you need somebody that's on top of the latest yes. technology and understands how to de- you know how to do that that's that's it, i guess it's kind of like when they change from carburetors to fuel injectors right it's sort uh, of it's, similar it, similar it's up epoch. there with that it is it so j i mean j <laughs> <laughs> so larry brown gosh j is very distracting larry brown from brown refrigeration is the man to call call him for all of your uh clean air needs call mm-hmm. them for your smart home technology they're just good people they got a great business culture over there and you're in good hands when you get in touch with them you can call them directly at 901-362-1881 or go to brownref.com all right well jay as long as you're here man you may as well jump on the mic man. i might you, as well because you're, <laughs> you're going downhill quick so. yeah you know how there's a people have a certain aura they have a certain presence mm. they have a you know whatever and jay just has that when he shows up on a job site it, it nobody wonders if he's there he's he, he doesn't sure. creep around sure. in the background so jay hey shortly we're going to talk to you about uh you know what's going on with big m roofing uh, and remodeling but uh we're in the middle of this uh discussion uh we're going to get to that first is uh we were talking about reducing recycling and repurposing basically oh, yeah. 
Um, there's well, there's been a move on that for really for the last I'd say fifty years or so. I remember in the seventies those commercials where they'd show a river polluted mm-hmm, with with mm-hmm. all sorts, you know, and 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 people started talking about it back then and and things like that. So I don't, I'm not one of these doom and gloom where it's like oh, you know. Uh, it, the future is is horrible. I'm more of I I, I feel like uh, our future can be really interesting and, and we can clean up our mm. act and everything. And I actually see successes in some things. May I give you an anecdote? Uh, no, Alan? Dive in, dive in, go for it. I used to live in Southern California back in the 80s, mm-hmm. at San Diego, which is one of my favorite places on earth. And uh, occasionally, Alan, I would have to go into Los Angeles. And the one okay. thing that struck me because I never saw this anywhere else, anywhere I ever lived. You get close to L.A. and you get into these canyons and things, and there was just a brown, the it was like a brown level. You remember the smog? Yes. I mean, it was bad. I, I never saw anything like that. I'm like, this is like one of the most beautiful places in, in the United States, and yet there's this le- layer of smog and pollution. And coming back to uh, visit Southern California some 20-something years later, all that stuff was gone. I mean, I don't know if there's still pockets where there's that, but it, it seems cleaner out there. I have to feel mm-hmm. like it's part of the low emission vehicle. You know, well, vehicles are not as pollu- polluting as they used to be. Uh, well, so much has changed in that of, uh, let's see, 50 years ago. It's a, you know, it's a really good starting point. Just kind of look at right there in the 70s. Yeah. Of we had just, you know, had a big cultural change because everybody coming back from Europe brought back uh, new habits, old habits, and new bad habits. Mm-hmm. So then we then we got freeways, the Eisenhower Project. Oh, yeah. Direct result, World War II. We come straight into that. And now suddenly we're building things and a new lifestyle began. The vehicle, these pivotal moments in history, the, the vehicle brought us a disposable economy. So drive-throughs. Think you think oh, about yeah. like food and stuff like that. Yeah. Drive-throughs and suddenly uh, automotive parts and car parts and all of these things and a lot of the stuff we have now wears out. Yeah. You, you need new consumables. You need tires. You need uh, hoses. You need fuels. You need. And now at this fifty-year point, we're hitting this other junction where I think the technology is catching up to our ambition. Right, right. Yeah. So because wasn't there a point starting probably starting in the fifties or so when when it was almost easier to just replace something than fix it? Like I don't know when television repairman went out of business. You know, that's very rare these days seeing people that actually uh, fix now you just get a TV and you get rid of it. But uh, Well, you're looking at the rise of the circuit board there. So you're you're, okay. you're coming up into the eighties and nineties. And now that we're at the 2020s, yeah, of we have kind of confessed to a lot of our sins, uh, plastic being one of them. Yeah. It's never going to go anywhere, but if we're going to have plastic, let's step up and make plastic part of the solution as well as part of the problem. Yeah. So now we have got a lot of honestly floating factories that do nothing but pick up our trash. Yeah. I, this is a huge, huge innovation, the fact that these... What do you mean a floating factory? Uh, honestly, they, they have now developed several different companies. I can't even pick anybody out and say, attaboy. Uh, there are a number of companies out there that have plastic 
gathering devices, and these things are huge, acres across. Wait, you're talking about out of the water? In the ocean. Oh, okay. Well, and, and they're gotcha. picking up the plastic. They're picking up our trash and thus helping us. Now, better habits don't, don't you know, we, we've all seen the commercials our whole lives. Don't litter. Well, yeah. Don't, don't. Seems like common sense, but don't people still do Don't discard yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But if it, things still happen. Yeah. So having safeguards in place to pick up and make stuff reusable or make it available to be reused or make it available to be disposed of properly. Right. Uh, one of my favorite things in the whole world is fun with pallets. Talk to me. Pallets. Well, I mean, yeah, think about we haven't talked about repurposing. Uh, you yet. know, yeah. we, we we talk about something that we we have to remember shipping. Right. Uh, everything in this country is hauled by a railway car and a train and probably a boat. Yeah. So things are on pallets. Things are wrapped. Things are shipped, and it means there's a lot of wood, good usable wood, already trapped in pallets. Yeah. Millions and millions of pallets. And, you know, with a little bit of fun and a little imagination, these things become furniture, gardens. <laughs> of They become of objects of whimsy art. I'm thinking about the Christmas trees and stuff people make out of them. So, I mean, there's just this huge resource. That right. There are honestly millions of them, and there are a lot of people that put them to new uses. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of, uh, and it's not just the hippies anymore. We're seeing people that uh, in, the, in the backyard, they've, they've yes, got a pallet garden. It is the mainstream, a, mainstream person. I think that's, maybe that's a good place to leave it out. I guess the, the thought of repurposing something is more uh, socially acceptable now. Oh, yes. If you see somebody with a pallet uh, herb garden in their backyard, you're not going to judge them. You're not going to look no, down you on want them. One now, You'll go, hey, now cool. I kind of want that. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll, I, I have confidence in our future. You know, we'll see. We're getting there. I have confidence in our future segment, though, Alan. You mm. know why? Because we're gonna we're gonna laser focus on Jay Hill, and he's always fun and entertaining. And uh, we'll see what he has to say. I don't know. He's he's a busy guy, <laughs> dynamic personality. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to him when we come back. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. You may feel a slight sign. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. <laughs> when did we become a medical show? <laughs> it's very weird. Weird vibe today. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio. Coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thoris Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from Dark Oak Media. And our pal Max behind the glass. And... Uh, the ever-dynamic Jay Hill from Big M Roofing and Remodeling. Speaking of that, you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling hotline at 901-683-0989. And we invite you to do that because coming up shortly uh, at the top of the next hour is our, uh, we're calling this the Tool Talk Radio Confession Line until we come <laughs> up with a better name. Uh, if you failed as a homeowner, maybe you've done something really stupid. Maybe you, uh, you know, we had our, our buddy, uh, Mr. Anonymous, that called in last. Mm. He blew up his toilet well, with uh, overusing chemicals. I, I, you know? I think rather than the word failure, I'm going to use the word unexpected outcome. 
Okay. You know, a... you had one idea in mind, and it just didn't turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out. Yeah. So so call us uh, or or text us. Either one. Text or text work just as well. And mm -hmm. you can even send pictures if you oh, happen yeah, to have a we, photo we evidence. See the pictures. Send oh, it yeah. to 901-683-0989. And at the top of the hour, like I said, we're going to queue up and... Uh, and unpack that. But, uh, Jay, uh, it's good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, fellas. Even though you've been very distracting this morning. Uh, I have that way about me. Yeah. <laughs> so so we thought it would be fun because, you know, Jay, I guess, we, you know, I think we've mentioned this before. But uh, so far, you know, we've got our buddy, uh, you know, Brandon Olmstead from mm -hmm. Geek Tank Radio uh, and, and Alan Gilbreth and myself. All three of us are not only, uh, you know... What is it? What is what did Cy Sperling used to say? I'm not just a client. I'm the or I'm not just the president. I'm the client. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, yeah. all of us are. I don't actual, just work here. I'm also a client. We're yep. clients of yours. You've replaced all of our roofs, and uh, it's been very interesting. You just recently replaced Allen's. We thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about that a little bit. On mm, the, love on to, the air. love to. Great experience. So. Uh, well, yeah, I have a little different house than either of you. I have a lot less roof, but it's a little higher in the air. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, you got a pretty tall roof. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of up there in the up there in the air a little bit. And uh, let, let's just start with the whole process because you know, a, uh, in my particular case, I paid for a roof out of my own pocket, uh, not that long ago. No. And of course, let's talk about the weather. Oh my gosh, uh, we have had. I mean, the mid south, we've had some rough weather, and they're predicting. More. I'm looking at Jay going, I, I just, heaven help you, sir, because I know that they are, Job they have security. got you swinging. Job security. Of, we've had some hard weather. This, uh, you know, the hot, the cold, the ice, the snow, then the wind, and uh, it just wears down a roof really fast. So the the major part of the experience, of course, is you, you call your homeowner's uh, insurance, your carrier, and they're going to send somebody out, and as Jay has said on the air many times, they start talking about forms and numbers and insurance devices and do you have an ASM 39? Do you know if you have one of those? Do you have one? And you're like, I got a house. you know. <laughs> and, and this is where that, that background knowledge kicked in because I honestly just handed my phone to Jay and they talked roof for good way to put it, Alan, five, 10 minutes. It was just, it was uh really, it was, it was very comforting to kind of their, their, they're starting all these terms with the insurance and the roofing and all that. And Walter, well, was it a this kind of, or was it a that kind of? And, a, and I was just kind of like, you know, hang on a second. Step away, sir. And and handed the phone to Jay. And honestly, 10 minutes later, he's handed me the phone back. And the person on the other end was very happy. Yeah. Jay, is that is that typical, man? Because uh, you know, you're sort I, of the advocate in addition. Well, you know. here's the thing. I mean, we get calls all the time, obviously, for damage. But we never know if we've got a way to go with the homeowners until we do an inspection. Right. Uh, your your situation was one of the ones that, of course, was, was most favorable to you. And what you hope that you have, uh, if you have a home, have homeowners, and you have damage. And that's coverage. And, and you had that. Um, so... You get out there and you take a look at it, and then yeah, I could tell real quick. Obviously, we had a way to go there. So, uh, and again, I think you mentioned it, Alan. The thing that we talk about all the time is, is you know, you don't go. 
down to court without a lawyer. You don't want somebody operating on you that read about it in a book. <laughs> you know, you want somebody that does this, you know, 5, 10, 15 times a week sometimes and understands the protocol of your insurance company because mm -hmm. they are all different. There are different types of policies. There are deductibles involved. And there's a lot more, as you learned, I think oh, all of you yeah. learned, actually, through our processes with, with our claims, that there's a lot more to a claim a lot of times with the roof than just the roof. Oh, yeah. And we experienced uh, this firsthand with both of y'all. Damage in the ceiling. Yeah, we had a little well, my water whole neighborhood. Yeah. We've got you gutters for you. Yeah. Our whole neighborhood, there's siding peeled off. There's where tree branches have hit somebody's house. There's uh, another house with a corner that was damaged by something hitting it. And there's, I mean, it, it, was, it was more than just the one item. Exactly. And that is the point. We ended up, just for example, uh, with Allen's, got gutters, mm -hmm. got the roof replaced mm -hmm. with an upgrade in the shingle from a three-tab to a laminate or an architectural shingle. Yes. It's now got ridge vents and a lifetime non-prorated warranty. We've got some uh, some decking covered. Um, we got uh, some content manipulation inside the home. We got some ceilings and some walls yep. covered. Those things can be part of your claim uh, if you know what you're doing. So you just have to know that fences, windows, siding, trees, all of those things could potentially be part of your claim if I can kind of package it all up together and show that potentially this happened on the storm date that's in question. Yeah, if you're new to uh, Tool Talk Radio, you should know Jay Hill, um, in addition to being a GAF master elite installer and five stars with the Better Business Bureau and all that good stuff, he's a former insurance agent and mm -hmm. uh and so he knows these things. And that's that's the big benefit you get when you call Big M Roofing and Remodeling. And, Jay, it has to be pretty amusing when you get on the phone with these um, insurance uh, adjusters and everything. And they're like, well, can you talk to my, you know, Alan's like, can you talk to my roofer here? They're probably not expecting the knowledge that you have. And does it ever throw them for a curve? Because when you start talking about protocols and forms, they're like, wait, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. So, well, you know, just to back that up, even just a step, and that's a great question, but I, this is something I really want everybody to know is that, you know, you, what you think that you need to do when you have a, an issue is to call your insurance agent. And typically that's really not what you want to do. It's not that you can't inform your agent. Your agent typically is an independent contractor who collects premiums, sells policies and products. We circumvent all that and go straight to the claims department, which, of course, is the company itself. So those are the guys that you want to know, boots on the ground, that have the power, who have the authority, who can help us get to where we need to go. So, yeah, but we see some crazy things, Joe. Well, too, if you, it's a good point, Jay. So if, if you have a limb that just came through your roof, obviously, or maybe you just have some damage. Maybe it blew a bunch of shingles off. Maybe it, it uh, call Jay first anyway, because that's, that's the immediate uh, issue is, you know, to stop the water coming in or whatever. But also Jay's going to set you up where you when you do approach the uh, insurance company, you, you're fully loaded. You could say <laughs> you're fully armed with all the information you need. So Well, and the thing to remember is you're going to get an adjuster. Right. They, they are going to send their expert out. And uh, of course, Jay uh, and his gentlemen were on site uh, when the adjuster was there. And I got to tell you, it was it was both amusing and extremely informative. Oh yeah, to watch them talk back and forth and discuss 
aspects of this that you hadn't even thought we of We negotiated. Yet. I'm just being honest with you. We negotiated. Mm -hmm. This is not a black and white business, and that's what you saw, Alan. It could have come out one way, but it just kept pushing I, for I some no additional things. That, no idea. Exactly. I would have never. I would have never known that because, well, like Joe and I often say, water is the enemy. Absolutely. And yeah. if you've had a penetration of some kind like that, water's gotten in and gone somewhere. Oh yeah. Yep. So yep. I mean, so you know, having people watching their person and my person talk back and forth about it. Uh, they were reminding each other and to go look at this and to go check that and to come back and look at this. It was it was a very, very educational process. And it cost you nothing, Alan. That's it's, the big point. Your expertise was, oh, comes free of charge. That's yes. it, man. Somebody to help you navigate, make sure you get maximum dollars for your claim and that everything is covered. Well, you know, the roof is like uh, probably, I can't think of a more important part of your mm -hmm. house to get right. So, And it can be a little daunting. So, you know, get in touch with Jay Hill. Uh, he'll, he'll put your mind at ease and he'll put you on a path that, uh, you know, We'll, we'll get it taken care of. Jay, real quick before we go to break, how do people get in touch with you guys? 901-484-5645. That's the direct line to me or any of my people at any point in time. BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com is the website. Call us anytime, day or night, 24 hours. Absolutely. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here at News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break and continue our conversation with our good buddy Jay Hill from Big M Roofing. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. This is glue. Strong stuff. News Talk 98.9. The roar of Memphis. Well, I hope it is. You want your glue to be strong mm -hmm. stuff, Alan. But uh, you, you can't go wrong with a Blues Brothers reference. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio. Coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from DarkOakMedia.com. And our pal Max behind the glass. And the uh, ever-dynamic Jay Hill from Big M Roofing and Remodeling. He's in the house. Uh, with, you know, you always know when he's here, Alan. Mm -hmm. Even when he approaches the building, there's a certain... <laughs> the, the, uh, it changes. The whole, uh, the whole feel of the place changes. But uh, anyway, uh, we're going we're gonna to revisit with our buddy uh, Jay Hill in a minute. And I strongly encourage you to call or text the uh, Big M Roofing and Remodeling hotline because... Coming up at the top of the next hour, we're going to get to our bad, uh, no, we're calling this our Tool Talk Radio confession line, where mm -hmm. if you've done something really stupid with a tool or you've really failed as a homeowner or, uh, you know, just something that you need to purge, there's a real therapeutic benefit to <laughs> confessing it in front of thousands of listeners and uh, telling, you know, telling everybody what, a, what an idiot you were. Um, and let's face it, it gives us entertainment, too, you know. So uh, do that, queue up, and uh, I've got one ready to go, Alan, too, if uh, if people are too shy to call in. But, uh, hey, Jay, in a minute, uh, we, we want to continue our conversation about roofing because, uh, you know, there's, there's some pretty cool uh, developments. We're even going to talk about the future of uh, roofing. Before we get to that, though, I want to mention to everybody, it, talk, about, uh, talk about a dynamic personality, Alan. Cindy mm. Williams with Shelf Genie of the Mid-South. Jay, have you ever met her? What? I have. I met her at the home show. That's right. We got. I know, love that stuff. We, you know, what we should do, Alan. We should have. It should be like the Justice League. We should get all of our sponsors on in one show, all at the same time. Let's get like seven oh. microphones going. 
Yeah, I, that's not happening. Yeah, I, I, I would be exhausted. That's all I'd I got to say. I'd be worn out. But Cindy Williams, boy, does she, uh, what a tight operation she runs. She, you know, Shelf Genie in the Mid-South, it's a uh, it's a franchise, but they, they really stand head and shoulders uh, above, you know, they're they're sort of the uh, elite of the Shelf Genie universe. They, um, if you have any, any issues in your kitchen cabinets or bathroom cabinets or really any, um, pantry size closet in your home you know maybe you have a hallway closet that needs organizing they have these full extension uh glide out solutions that really they change Man, the they're whole, cool they're they're very cool every time you've seen it jay every time you go to the shelf genie booth at any event it's like a party there everybody is in there, there it is and uh it it gives you free it gives you access to every square inch of the cabinets they create custom solutions they're um they're j- from top to bottom. Their designers are trained. Their installers are trained. You go to Shelf Genie University, basically, oh, and good. the um, the entire experience is custom. And and um, it's just it it makes everything you know, especially if you have I don't know, maybe you have mobility issues. Maybe you can't reach way into the back of that cabinet like you used to. You'll be amazed at at how it's going to transform your kitchen. So. Get in touch with the good people at Shelf Genie of the Mid-South. You can call them at 901-422-8225 and tell them you heard about uh, Shelf Genie on Tool Talk Radio. And go to shelfgenie.com forward slash Mid-South Memphis. All right, so Jay, um, you know, we do have good sponsors here. We got our good buddy Jay Hill, who is, uh, you know... Uh, not only one of our sponsors, but all three of us, you, me, and mm-hmm. our buddy Brandon mm-hmm. Olmstead, we've had our roofs replaced uh, by Jay Hill. So we put our money where our mouth is, you know. But uh, Jay, um, we've been talking about how you help people navigate through uh, their insurance claims to, uh, you know, help get their roof replaced or repaired. You just helped Alan a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, that was pretty interesting. So, but uh, you, you know, also you're always on the cutting edge of like the future of uh, roofing technology and, uh, there, there's a lot of interesting developments. Yeah, well, I mean, we try to be for sure. I, I, you know, a lot of this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm 62 now, so I'm a little slow to it. But I mean, I, I have to look at it for what it really is. I mean, you know, green is in, uh, and mm-hmm. it is the, 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 the way, <laughs> it is. the way of the future, if you will. But you know, GAF announced January 3rd. Matter of fact, I'll read this straight from the press release. This is, this is mind blowing stuff right here. Uh, announced. Uh, on January 3rd, GAF Energy, which is, of course, a standard industries company, a leading provider of solar roofing in North America, announced the launch of Timberline Solar, and Timberline being the number one selling uh, shingle in North America made by GAF. It's the only roofing system to directly integrate solar technology into traditional roofing processes and materials. So, it, in other words, it incorporates the world's first uh, uh, nailable solar shingle, uh, which will be assembled domestically uh, in San Jose, California. So in the what we've seen up until this point in time is that a solar roof is a whole different product. doesn't even look like a roof like we know it. So what we're fixing to see is a, the roof like you've got on your house right now, but it's actually got the solar circuitry to it. It's mind-blowing. It's pretty cool. So instead of the big, giant, shiny panels up on your roof or in your yard, mm-hmm. in your yard you're going to have, yeah, your shingles absorbing energy, hopefully storing them in, like, the uh, home battery systems and things like that. Exactly. And, and as we said, it's it, it, right out of the gate, it's not going to be as inexpensive as it might be down the future. But as technology evolves, it always gets cheaper, Jay. I mean, you know, we always go to the VHS. When it first came out, it was like, what, $1,500. And then you could go 
get a VHS for like fifty dollars over at Fred's, you know, years later once mm -hmm. the technology advanced. So um, unbelievable, yeah. You know, this this is definitely the future. There's no question about it. Um, and I think we're all feeling that pinch right now with with fuel, you know, being what it is. Oh yeah. And and never never forget too that that asphalt shingles are a petroleum product, so or an oil product, I should say. And so you know we get hit doubly hard, I guess, in the respect that we've got high shipping costs because of the cost of fuel. Then we've also got the, the raw byproduct that basically is a shingle of uh, being at an all-time high as well. So anything that you can come up with to, you know, offset the cost of uh, energy or, or your uh, electric bills or however you want to talk about it is going to be a real game changer. And these, these shingles are certainly going to do that. Now, uh, I, I'm not going to say it's in the infancy. Uh, they've, they've got these, this thing going. There are a few more developed developments and I've been told that by the first of next year they will be read, readily available obviously all of the uh, contractors need to be you know trained there's a it's a little bit different than just laying a roof how, in terms of how you put it on uh, but but by this time next year we're gonna have a, a solar solar real asphalt shingles huh you know now I'm wondering about it Alan like what I wonder if it's possible to do what what about this Jay this is just thinking outside the box here what if you have a house where uh, part of your roof is in full sun all day, and then the other part, maybe it's mostly in the shade. Can you do a partial, like maybe half your roof is with the solar shingles? Or? You shouldn't ask me that without it <laughs> because I don't know yet. Honestly, okay. I don't. That's a great question, um, and I don't know how much sun that it actually has to be able to absorb, and I don't even know at this juncture whether or not that we have to do some type of uh, you know, survey to start with to see even if because of your tree lines or where your home is situated, uh, that it would attract enough of the sun to actually store into the cell. So those are things we all have to learn. The, the big point is is that it's that it's here and we're close. And I'd say, again, by this time next year, we'll know a lot more and can talk a little bit more intelligently about it. It's interesting, man. It's it's cool following the, uh, following the development. So, hey, Jay, I want to put you on the spot here as sure. a sponsor of uh, Tool Talk Radio. You told us you're, you're starting to get kind of swamped with uh, calls from the show. Is that right? Or Getting tons of calls. It's, uh, it's really amazing. You know, at first, um, you know, I thought that I would kind of judge this based on, on that. And then, you know, nothing really in terms of people you know, telling me that, hey, you know, I heard you on the show and stuff like that. And then from some signs, from some word of mouth, and, and no kidding, yesterday alone I had two phone calls. I heard you on the show. It's been great. It really has. Well, it's interesting because I guess I'm wondering what the what the most compelling thing is. Like, I, what are they what are they zeroing in on? Are well, they're they zeroing in what yeah. we talk about here. They're, they're okay. zeroing in on the fact that, hey, I heard that you were in the insurance business. Now a, a roofing contractor, and here's what happened to me. Right. Could you come out and take a look and go from there? So that happens. That's that's what we're here most about. Yeah, the last storm, the lawn furniture became roof furniture. I yeah. need you to come right. take a look. Right, yeah. right. Well, it's interesting. I just, I, it's curious to hear the 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 listeners' perspective on what 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 gets them to pick up the phone and everything. But we we strongly encourage you to do it. You know, Jay, that's how we we got to know you through. Uh, you know, we he was a test. He we tested him basically. You know, mm. Jay, because we we meet a lot of people and we we like to deal in quality here on a. Well, you know, here you are in the business. It's a great point. I know we just yeah. have a second, but you're in the business, and you came to me, and you were just startled to find out that you could possibly get your roof replaced, knowing that it was old, through your insurance company. That thought had never occurred to you until we started talking. 
and there's a lot of people out there, obviously not in these trades. Right. And and they're thinking the same thing. So the more you know, the more you know. And so it, when we lay it out there and let you know that you that you know it starts with an inspection. Let's see if you've got a way to go. Sometimes you do with insurance. Sometimes you don't. But let's do an inspection. Let's see if there's any kind of storm damage up there. No matter when it happened, we can possibly help you. And you're paying for that with an insurance check instead of your back pocket. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because I'm, you know, I'm in the trades. I talk to people. I talk to Alan about, you know, we know people. And yet I, I was still surprised by some of the information you brought us. And honestly, um, our roof was a real problem. You remember, <laughs> oh, among yeah. other things, there was like two or three layers of it. It was a really old roof. It had all sorts of issues with the way it intersected and the way it was configured. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. I it, it was one of those things I just never wanted to think about. And then when Jay, Jay got there, all of a sudden there were solutions. There was like a realistic outcome. I mean, Jay, it's changed our life. Like I said, every time it rains now, we just sit there and laugh. We just sit there and stare out the window and go, bring bring your worst because it, it doesn't phase us anymore. It's always, it gives us that peace of mind, man. You know, so, the big unspoken there is, is at the end of the day, this whole deal happens because of the relationship that we have with these insurance adjusters. Uh, and we know them. That's the thing. They're not different people all the time. All these companies have local staff people, mm -hmm. and you see them sometimes two or three times a week. Yeah. So once you get to know somebody like that, and there's a trust factor between there, I can't tell you how many times an adjuster will come to me, what do you got, Jay? What do you need? Right. And there it is. And that's what you want them to say. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jay, how do people get in touch with uh, with you guys, man? 901 four eight four five six four five that's the best number then big m roofing and remodeling.com our website got tons of pictures all of our credentials all of the trades that we address are there as well um tells you about storm damage how to navigate a uh, an insurance claim uh, but that 901-484-5645 is my direct number and i answer it 24 7. Yeah, and honestly, people, if you're just bored, call him anyway. Jay's very entertaining. <laughs> Don't He'll say talk you to did. You. Don't say you did. <laughs> if you got suggestions for how he can be less distracting mm. on the show, uh, no. send him those information too. But Jay, it's always good talking to you, my friend. And I man, suppose enjoy it. Yeah, you're probably off to work. But uh, anyway, we got to go, man. Uh, it's time. It's break time. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here at News Talk 98.9 The Roar Memphis. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our Tool Talk Radio confession line. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. And welcome to Hour 2 of Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max behind the glass. Uh, and we're just recovering from our, uh, uh, you know, from our visit with Jay Hill. Boy, that guy wears you out, man. Holy smokes. Such it, too high much energy. energy for me. Yeah, A high energy person. You know when he's in the room, that's for sure. Anyway, you can speaking of Jay Hill, you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989 uh, or go to the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Give us a like. I've already posted the must-have item of the week, and actually I've even posted a story 
um, that teases one mm. of the segments we're going to get to this hour, Alan. So um, we'd love to hear from you. And um, among other things, we'll, we'll also get to our must-have item of the week and uh, an epic Critter Wars, which uh, I can't <laughs> wait. Before we get to that, though, Alan, it's time for our Tool Talk Radio confession line. I've called you all here because I need some honest answers. Yeah, they all kind of broke. So... When do I start? There is a basket of oil-soaked rags above a wood-burning stove. Are you out of your mind? You put a jet engine on a lawnmower? This time, they are going to be held accountable. This time, they are the ones who will pay. Oh, yeah. Alan, our Tool Talk radio confession line. I have a feeling the... Uh, this confessor oh, is going to pay big oh time. Goodness. Uh, just listen to this one, Alan. So, dear to the, uh, you know, and like we say, you can g- send us your confessions any time of the week. You can mm-hmm. send let, send us a voicemail. If you text us, you can even send pictures if you've oh, got yeah. photo evidence. So, uh, send it, even if you can't send it today, send it uh, down the road. And maybe if it's entertaining and humiliating enough, we'll, we'll read it on the air. All right, Alan, check this out. Dear Tool Talk Radio. I hate cutting the grass, even though I have a very small yard and it only takes about 10 minutes to cut. Okay. One day, I got so frustrated that I accidentally, all in capital letters mm. and in and in uh, parentheses, or in uh, quotes, he, 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 put full strength. <laughs> this guy, 12 years old. I accidentally, he, 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 put full strength Roundup plant killer in the pump sprayer that I use for spraying fertilizer on the lawn. When the, when the yard turned yellow and died, I was delighted. However, my wife was not, and I'm pretty sure she knew that I was lying about the Roundup mix-up. The good news, however, is that from that day on, my wife took over all the yard work. So you see, gentlemen, sometimes dishonesty really is the best policy. George Oof. and Bartlett. Yeah. <laughs> you, what is that, Alan? Talk about living in a fool's paradise. Oh. I wish I had the applause queued up. For oh. George, you foolish, foolish man. I mean, come on. <laughs> Where do we even begin with this? For one thing, Alan, I can I can speak with some authority. Women don't forget things. They, oh, you- no, no. <laughs> uh, we're just going to, you know. <laughs> so, Alan, I mean, well, uh, what now, do you think? All right, I, will, yeah. I will put it this way. All right, there, there are times in your life where you maybe need to have a division of labor discussion. Okay. If you just ain't a dishes kind of person, then y'all need to work out a deal where you're not the one doing the dishes, right? Right. If you're not the yard person, and, and, I, and I find that people that want to work in their yards are, are, there's really very little middle ground. Either people like being outside and like playing in the dirt and cut the yard and that kind of stuff, or they really, really, really don't. There's well, it, and it's even more fine tuned than that. Alan. For example, ever since I bought that uh, that reciprocating saw, that power, you know, oh, yeah. I love cutting limbs off. I love chopping up wood in the yard. I don't much like cutting the grass, but uh, I don't like the cleanup that comes with it. But going nuclear like this and killing the whole thing off, <laughs> and 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 what sort of um, yeah, it's also you just wonder what other sort of underlying issues are going on. You know, we always talk about communication being mm. the key to a relationship. And and what I, I guess I'm more interested in the psychology of this this type of wow. approach because boy, you George, you know, you think you're sleeping easy. You think you got out mm. of the no, no. You're mm. gonna pay in many yeah, other oh, ways in some, down the road. Some way. Um, this is where I'm also gonna throw in 
if there's some task you really don't want to do, yeah, and we'll pick on mowing the yard, okay, and that's because you got to get the lawnmower out, you got to pour gasoline in it and oil and all this stuff, and you got to start the thing, and they don't want to start, and you, you just go through all this rigmarole. Is it time for a technology upgrade? Ah, you know, is is it not necessarily the task? Is it possibly the tool? Hmm. You know, know, do you got a 15-year-old lawnmower janking around in there, kind of spewing and coughing and carrying on? Of You recently entered the 21st century, and you bought a... Yeah, I bought an electric mower. You bought an electric mower. Battery power. That thing's now, great, man. I, I bought an extra battery, and it's quiet. You could even talk on the phone or uh, listen to music while you're cutting you the see, grass. And so. that changes that changes the uh, onusness of the job. You know what's interesting about this, Max, though? Uh, I'm listening to Alan, and uh, the, the reason I find all of these, uh, you know, the, the confession line so fascinating, it's not just what you learn about um, what people will actually do to their homes oh, or yeah. not do. It's more along the lines of the human psychology, and I'm, I'm getting a lesson about you, Alan. You, you, you seem a little bit like you're coming to the defense of this guy. You seem less horrified by his actions than me. I feel like the... the I feel like you've done something in the past along these lines that makes you uh, oh, no. not want to just bury uh, I, I you have, know, George here because I, I, I'm not I'm not going to tell the story this <laughs> week, but I have some family member stories. Yeah, let's I, just say one of them involves a spider, another one involves a skunk, and both are catastrophic. See, I think there's so, you have more in common with George than you want to let on. That's what I'm. That's what we're learning well, here. I'm thinking yeah. George maybe needs a technology change and upgrade to make the job less terrible. See, I'm thinking George needs to be punished severely. No, uh, this is this no. is an interesting. Well, folks, we'd love to hear your thoughts about George <laughs> or or your or, or an approach like this. You can get in touch with us, and that's what we want. That's what we want to hear on the uh, bad geek or the uh, the uh, Tool Talk Radio confession line. Uh, well, get know, in I'm touch thinking, with us. I'm thinking George had a pretty terrible lawn, and it needed probably needed killing. George, don't don't listen to Alan. He is a, you know, you're you're gonna pay down the road. It, it, it might oh, yeah. be thirty oh, years no. later. Your oh, wife no. is gonna get yeah, back at yeah. you, and there's there's no question about there, it. There so. will there will be some there will be some uh, comeuppance. The day that. of reckoning is coming anyway. Uh, so so do that. Get in touch with us uh, any to any day of the week. 901-683-0989. That was interesting, Alan. Uh, you're listening to Tool Talk Radio here at News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. When we come back, we have an epic critter wars all about mm. the creatures that are trying mm. to invade through your toilet. <laughs> Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. When my new apprentice arrives, he will take care of you. News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. That's yeah, real comforting. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we invite you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like and uh, check out the action over there. And uh, also uh, see the must-have item of the week. And I also encourage you that uh, to check it out because we've linked a story that Alan sent to me uh, about a week ago. I guess. No, actually it was a few days ago. 
all about uh, the Critter Wars story that we're about to address. And they have they have um, all sorts of information in that article, including video for my old stomping grounds, Allen Pacific Beach in San Diego, which we're going to we're going to address directly. So um, and uh, Alan, um, the other thing uh, we've been remiss. Well, actually, we haven't been remiss. We wanted to bring this up during our Critter Wars. We have to give a big shout out to uh, Honey Bunch, mm -hmm. who is the uh, wallaby that had to swim to safety. It was This was a nationwide story, and the um, Honey Bunch was rescued and was found, and it happened live on the air. Ditch and uh, Jeff Brightwell broke the story. They had the director of, <laughs> or they had the media uh, media representative from the, the Memphis Zoo, and uh, this was a nationwide story. We had bad rains. It flooded over there, and the wallaby swam off, right? So, well, First of all, just, how does a wallaby swim? Uh, it, <laughs> I'm going to throw in very carefully. Yeah. Of, yeah, well, the, in in working on the enclosure after the storms, uh, a wallaby was missing. Right. And they were really afraid that, you know, something bad had happened to it, and they were searching and searching and searching and couldn't find it. Couldn't find it, couldn't find it. So, turns out, a, a sharp-eyed grounds person noticed wallaby tracks on, <laughs> on the service side of the exhibit, and they followed them. And there's a little area down there called Rainbow Lake. And it's in the, it's in the zoo park, so it's not like anything escaped the zoo. Right, right. Um, It's on the interior of everything. However... Uh, you know, massive kudos to whoever went, you know, I think those are wallaby tracks. Now, Alan. And then they followed it over and ta-da, they recovered their wallaby in good shape who then went for a doctor visit and a checkup and yeah. is, uh, and Honey Bunch is a happy wallaby back where it's supposed to be. And a wallaby looks kind of like a, it looks like a uh, It's a kangaroo. small kangaroo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how the heck does a wallaby swim? That's, I mean, with tiny front arms. Well, they I'm can thinking kick, of like a man. They got some serious kicking power. Okay, honey, you know, so so, so honey bunch had some uh, intestinal fortitude. Man, for sure. honey bunch had some motivation. Okay, good for you, honey bunch. We we salute you. And this was a positive story, all about oh, yeah. critters, you know, taking care of business. Although so. I think wallabies are one of the cutest things in the in the world. Yeah, uh, they're just a, absolutely adorable. Okay, so so shout out to uh, to a Honey Bunch and uh, a happy resolution. And really, it was as exciting as could be because, like I said, it happened live on the air. I was listening to the show the other morning. Ditch, you know, they always have their finger on the pulse for mm, the breaking mm, news of mm. the day. And they really, you know, with our beautiful 100,000-watt uh, tower that we've got, it's just it's pretty cool over here. You know? I like, the, I like the, the vibe over here, all of the, uh, you know, the way things intersect. But anyway. It does, it does. However, we're now, going to talk now, about things that can get you in the end. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the most foul, cruel, and bad-tempered rodent you ever set eyes on. I just wanted a hug! Oh, rats in the kitchen! Just like that delightful movie I taped in the theater. <laughs> oh yeah, it's time for our Critter Wars. Well, Alan, you uh, you sent this story, and, and as I say, we posted the story mm. on the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. I strongly encourage you to check it out. It's very well done. It's actually pretty funny, too. But um, it said, uh, I think it's called the top five, um, top five critters that like to come in through your toilet. Or, well, come in through they the can. mainline yeah. drain. They come, Basically, 
They're in the sewers, mm. where it's probably not terrible for certain creatures. Like if you're a rat or a snake or something, then they, you know, they, for whatever reason, they start exploring and they wind up going up your mainline drain and in through your toilet. Because that's yes. a pretty direct line. Yes. You would think it would happen more often than it does. Maybe in Australia. I think it's more common out there because they, I mean, look, look at this stuff they're dealing with. And the animals are more aggressive out there. But, Alan, this happens here in the United States, right? So oh, I'm I, working on a property last year, uh, putting in a septic tank before we got the final connection made. Right. Uh, about a four to five foot long black snake moved into one of the tubes. Right. And I got the call because a five-foot black snake pops out of a, a drain pipe and has a tendency to um, evacuate the local workers. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to go convince it that it wanted to live somewhere else. And that's what you want to see at 2 in the morning when you have to go to the bathroom oh, or yeah, something. Oh, yeah. So. You want to walk in there and flip open the lid and see something laying in there. Well, um, snakes seem to me like they would be the most, well, for me, it seems like they would be the easiest, but don't forget, you know, I don't know, snakes, they, st they still got to crawl through that main line. So what the heck is attracting a snake, I wonder? I mean, is it that they, I think what I've been told is that if you, here, here's another thing to think about. If you're the type of person that likes to put a bunch of food down your garbage disposal, mm -hmm. sometimes that stuff, well, you know, you're sending food down there that uh, is going to attract rats or snakes or something, and that's a food source. And then if they just keep crawling up a little further, they're going to wind up, you know, in the toilet drain. Uh, Could that be part of it, Alan? Or Well, depending upon the critter. Uh, we'll we'll start with uh, we'll start with a snake. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they can fit through a pipe very easily, having no arms or legs or anything to get in the way. Of uh, most of them are looking for, eh, you know, a nice place to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they're just looking to get out of the hot or the cold or whatever whatever environment is driving them. Yeah. And all right, and here's kind of a weird experiment we tried years ago. And I, I had seen this article about how animals were attracted to tunnels. Right. And so we went and got I mean, a bunch they of, dig tunnels. They live underground. Well, it's we we of, went and got yeah. a bunch of PVC pipe, and we put a little camera at one end. And, and sure enough, pretty much everything that walked by the edge, whether it was a lizard, a mouse, or whatever, everybody kind of ran through the pipe. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so this this kind of cave-like opening has that, I, I guess, comfort zone for certain animals. Yeah. And in they go. Uh, the strangest one ever was a exit pipe from a downward-facing uh, downdraft for a kitchen. Right. The exhaust fan. In other words, the exhaust fan, instead of being on top and going at the top of the house, was underneath the stove and vented down and out. Kind of like a dryer vent. So. It, well, in many ways, like a dryer vent. And for some bizarre reason, a mole decided to crawl in the vent. Right. Make his way all the way into the kitchen. And then his little big feet were sticking out of the little vent in the bottom, trying to push his way up and get into the kitchen. Right. So, you know, he was just <laughs> doing what moles do. Of Now, rats... Very intelligent. Uh, if you are, and they don't care about food, cleanliness either. Well, so. you know, just, <laughs> it's a rat. Yeah, uh, they're very smart. The other one I'm gonna throw in that's bizarrely smart that will really make you hurt yourself 
is the American wood roach. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. These these bad boys. Now they're two. Now if you're listening here in the mid south, uh, they're local and they are th like up to three inches long. Right. And they're the ones that fly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we don't like them. They they're, they oh. don't really want to be in your house, but if you are again doing something that attracts them, uh, they will move in with you. And let one of them run across your counter at 2 o'clock in the morning when you flip on a light. And um, like I said, they won't do anything to harm you. But, you know, you may backflip when you see a three-inch roach suddenly darting across the floor. Yeah, basically, uh, you know, our, our buddy, uh, you know, uh, Chris Murphy always taught us that they need the same things we need. They need food and water yeah, and, they, a, and they a like warm that, place to they, sleep. They like that shelter and, and feeling comfortable. And so, if you're, yeah. So, I mean, here's well, let's let's go through our list here, Alan. So, the the five creatures that were listed in this article: snakes, which is mm -hmm. obvious, uh, frogs, which you know that's another reptile. I can yeah, see how they be there. See them being in the water supply. Rats, that's easy. But then there were squirrels and possums, and I thought, okay, well, a squirrel. What's interesting about that? They said the squirrels can come through your attic because I mean, not through your attic. They come through your roof because uh, if you if you know anything about plumbing, folks, there is a vent pipe. Yes, you have to have, and so that vent pipe on your roof is a pretty straight shot. You go down. The vent pipe, it's and, dry, yeah. and then all of a sudden you take one left turn the wrong way, and suddenly you're coming out of the toilet. So, And, <laughs> it's, and yes, they can. Um, Which, you know, that I mean, that is, you definitely don't want a squirrel in the toilet. You talk about the uh, you know, I, well, it nightmare won't be there scenario. Long. Yeah. That's a squirrel loose in the house. Right. Of, so, you know, that's, that's and they have some teeth. Oh, my gosh. I can't even and, imagine what that does. And we does, can so. also get some critters down the chimney, too, if you got a chimney. Yeah. So we're going to we, we, we're, we're gonna kind of round out because, Alan, <laughs> the, the one I really wanted to get to was the uh, was the possum. Because okay. the possum uh, came home to me in a big way. And the funny thing is this article that you sent me is right for it's from, uh, Pacific Beach, San Diego, which is right where I used to live. Uh, what's up with the possums at the beach? I thought I could escape from that <laughs> stuff when you, uh, you know. When you're in the Southwest like that, but uh, no go. That was uh, the possums are on the move, man. So. Uh, you never <laughs> underestimate a marsupial. Anyway, so uh, you're. <laughs> that's a good quote. I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, wrap up our Critter Wars discussion, and then talk about our must-have item of the week. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Was that the? Is that toilet always next to the refrigerator? Aha, uh -huh, Nan. You ever try lugging the toilet up a flight of stairs? News Talk 98.9, <laughs> the roar of Memphis. A lot of toilet talk today, Alan. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we invite you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Give us a like and check out all the action over there. And also go to uh, tooltalkradio.com uh, because Alan posts all of our past shows. You know, we forgot to plug that. Mm -hmm. if, you, uh, if you're if you somebody like me that likes to listen to Spotify, you can hear all our past shows on Spotify. If you're somebody that likes to uh, listen through YouTube or other platforms like Alan does, you can check it out there. But if you go to tooltalkradio.com, we have links. And let's face it, 
We have links on Tool Talk Radio on the Facebook page. Oh, yes. It's really not that hard to find us. If you want to listen, there's no excuse. I mean, you can, you you can find listen it. you want to listen? Yeah. <laughs> if you're a glutton for punishment. So, Alan, in a minute, we're going to get jump back into our uh, Critter Wars story. And then, of course, our must-have item of the week. Before we get to that, though, let's talk about our buddy Mike Serifolian over at Tri-State Interiors. You know, I was sitting here reflecting over the break, Alan, about mm. what great sponsors we have and about the... Uh, I don't know, just the, the, the quality people that Tool Talk Radio somehow attracts. I don't know how that is. Emphasis uh, on somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be the uh, the intellectual content, but no, I don't know, whatever. Mike Serifolian, he does great work. He runs Tri-State Interiors, and they named it that for a reason because he has a huge Indeed. footprint. You know, we have about a 90-mile radius here with our uh, big 100,000-watt antenna here at News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis, which fits perfectly because that's about the same service area that Mike Indeed. provides. If you're listening over in, uh, you know, Arkansas or Mississippi or parts of uh, Tennessee, he's probably, you're probably in his his area. What's great about their approach is they're all about, you know, this we're talking kitchen and bathroom remodeling, and they're all about keeping the overhead low, focusing on top-notch craftsmanship and uh, um sourcing the materials and sourcing the building products as as much as possible regionally like yes. they, they try to deal with with within a, a couple of you know a couple of hours distance where actually if they need if they need something they call you know mike over at the cabinet shop that's uh you know wherever Indeed. two hours away and they they get their products directly or whatever or um and that really makes a difference in terms of you know the turnaround that they can offer, but also they're very high tech. And the, one of the mo most enjoyable parts of the process is the design process where they have these 3D renderings that they produce and you, you, you work with them directly. You're sitting there saying, okay, let's move this wall. Let's change the color here. Let's use this type of uh, cabinet design. And you basically take a 3D visit of your kitchen or bathroom, man. It's pretty cool. And the best part about that is, is uh, of course, family members and everybody's going to have an opinion and kicks in. Right. And the 3D render just lets you so easily go, all right, you want to look at granite looks like? That's granite. This right. is quartz. This is marble. This is, you know, uh, the click of the button is so much better than... The old school of having to flip through all the samples and the paper and... And draw up new blueprints, oh, which yes. you talk about a time-consuming... Mm. Yeah, this is now just basically a, a, a point-and-click, and all of a sudden you've got a 3D rendering. So, And then once they get all of the, the everything in place and everything laid out, then they order every part that they're going to need, and they don't start one bit of demolition or construction until they have all of those parts stored oh, in their warehouse. Nice. They're ready to go. It moves the process along quicker. And it's just a it's just a much better way to operate. So it's really just sound business practices that somehow you know are back in vogue, I guess. So, but uh, get in touch with Mike. Uh, you can call him directly at nine zero one four zero nine one three three three, or go to tristateinteriorsllc.com. Well, Alan, before the break, <laughs> we were talking about mm. this uh, story that you we've posted on our Facebook page. Um, five um, creatures that are you know. They can actually make their way into your toilet. Now, let's be honest. It's probably a little rare, but you don't want to be that one person that finds out the hard way. <laughs> and I was thinking about it. Um, you know, I especially want to zero in on the possum story because this this right. took place. The, the video that was linked, it's not just in San Diego, but of course, this one took place in San Diego, California, my old uh, hometown where I used to live. But Alan, I was just thinking about it. Think about what your house represents to an animal if, if, mm -hmm. if you've got some squirrels in your yard looking in 
I mean, it's got a, it's got an unlimited food source. It's got it's, water. It <laughs> takes them out of the cold and the heat. It's, it's, I mean, it's a paradise for an animal. So of course they're going to try to get in, right? I mean, well, if nothing else, just the adventure of it. And I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we you got to go to war and keep them out, man. Yeah. Well, so. we talked last week briefly about its nesting season, right? So you know, all the little critters, as you put it. We're already looking for that pre-built foundation. Sure. They're ready to just put in the fluffy stuff and get on with the kid rearing. And your attic and your uh, pipes and your connections to your house and your air conditioning units. These are all open game. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about a, a dryer vent. If it's if it's mm. malfunctioning to us, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's just a, a hose blowing out hot air into the yard. Well... To somebody, to a to a raccoon that's chilly, oh, oh. that's oh, oh, yeah. like a that's like a luxury <laughs> hotel. So I mean, um, so I want to I want to talk about the possums because I actually like possums, and uh, I've told the story before on the air, but I'll tell it again. I lived in San, in San Diego. I was living in Pacific Beach, which is a little beach community where right. even if you even if you have a house, I lived in an apartment, but even if you have a house. We're talking, Alan, these things are where you, you talk about zero lots. They have very small yards out in San Diego. So the houses are stacked up next to each other uh, over in that beach area. And I was just amazed that there's even any wildlife anyway. Because I'm like, what, what would the attraction be to a possum? I thought they want to be out in the woods or something. But we had possums everywhere, man. <laughs> I had a possum that was in my screen door that I came home at 2 in the morning one night. And it was sitting there. And luckily I saw it or it would have ran into my house when I walked in or something. But apparently a woman had an issue with possums getting in her toilet. Yes. And this didn't happen just once. It happened a couple times. And it, so they want to get in there too, Alan? I mean, I just, I don't know. I didn't think that that was their M.O. But well, <laughs> of, All right, well, let's start with a possums are very bizarre looking little creatures. Yeah. Uh, they are marsupials. Uh, it means they got a pouch. And they're, they're oh, I didn't know that. They got a pouch. Yeah, they got a little pouch huh. of they are not the fastest moving little creature either. No, they just these guys do, just kind of yeah. yeah, just kind of boot scoot along. They don't really get excited about too much. They have very big mouths and they have a lot of teeth. They okay. have 50 pairs of teeth. I don't want to be smart to possum, but are they are they kind of dumb? This one did not look bright to me, the one that I dealt with. But. Again, <laughs> They're just kind of walking through <laughs> a, a lot of years here. Okay. Of not the, you know, just not the fastest moving or possibly thinking critter out there. But they are just kind of purposeful. Okay. So if they find, so, let, so let's say in her case, there was a cracked pipe somewhere along this line. Yeah. And there's food available. They're going to find it, and being like any good animal, they're going to exploit it. Yeah. And, well, if there was food here, what's further up the line? Well, it's funny you say that, Alan, because what I was thinking about in my time living in San Diego, like I said, these were – when you live – when you get by the beach, the homes are much mm. smaller – and the apartments, when I say apartments, I mean, I lived in a complex where there was like eight units. It was right. it was a small thing. But but uh, your kitchen, like where your kitchen sink is, could literally be five feet from where your toilet is if you went through the wall. You know, I mean, right. in, as far as the, the main line drain. So I could easily see if they get in there because they're going after food that went down the garbage disposal – the, you go a few more feet the wrong way, and you're coming out of the oh, toilet. Oh, look, there's a bigger <laughs> pipe. I can fit through this. Right. 
of, so, and you have exactly what's going on. That's so. what I think. I think you just got to be very cautious about everything. So what's the answer? Just if you run the disposal, maybe just make sure everything well, is flushed you gotta all the way right. out. You got to give it that extra 30 seconds to minute of water to make sure your pipes are good and clean and clear and all that. And the other thing is, you know, if you see or smell anything that would be the responsibility of your municipality. Right. Don't be bashful. Tell somebody. If you if you think you have a cracked pipe or something, let's get it checked. Yeah. Of uh, nothing worse than leaving something open to environment where a pet or a wild animal could fall in, get hurt, or otherwise. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting. I guess it's just a matter of rethinking. There there's so many things we don't think about that boy the the uh, animal kingdom that's. <laughs> It's they're they're thinking about it and they're noticing right. it. There so, was I mean. a fad in Memphis back in the late seventies called toilet fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and no, people would was. flush. Come on. No, I'm not making this up. They, they would people would flush <laughs> like a little tiny brim hook, and if you lived down by the river, there was a chance you could catch a fish and reel it back in up the your toilet. I don't believe this at all. That was a long time ago, but <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Well, right, welcome to the system. We're going to talk off the air. That's a first, boy, talk about getting thrown for a curve. I knew today would be a weird show between you and Jay Hill. Gosh. You didn't have a chance. It's out of didn't control. Have a chance. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. When we come back, we're going to have a nice civilized conversation about the uh, must-have item of the week. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. But hear me and hear me well. The day will come. Oh, yes. Mark my word. Your day of reckoning is coming when an evil wind will blow through your little play world and wipe that smug smile off your face. And I'll be there in all my glory, watching, watching as it all comes clumbering down. <laughs> News Talk 98.9. Of Memphis. You know, I'm just thinking of our buddy George and Bartlett. George, that is your future, man. <laughs> <laughs> the day of reckoning is coming. Oh, man. Ah, man. I don't want to be on the receiving end of that guy's whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we want you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Give us a like. Check out the links there. You will you can listen to all of our past shows. That's probably the easiest thing. Just go there. Mm. Like us. Join the community. Make sure you give us a like. And make sure yes, you uh, subscribe to the show when you listen digitally. And give us five-star reviews because that helps, you know, the algorithms. Yep. I, it takes, what, 20 seconds to do it. So, folks, uh, if you if like that. the show... Yep. Or maybe uh, if you well, even if you don't like the show, you know, yeah, just you know, uh, fudge a little bit. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll accept people. lying. We don't care. Yeah, we're we're likable people. A wasted twenty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey, Alan. In a minute, we're gonna. Um, I, I hate to say it. I feel like we're gonna have to have some concluding thoughts about this whole toilet fishing <laughs> subject that you brought out. Well, we'll get to that later. Um, and in a minute, we're gonna get to our must-have item of the week. We got a lot of business to take care of in this mm. last segment. But before we do that, Alan, um, tell us about uh, what's going on with Dark Oak Media dot com this week because i'm well, sure there's activity well the the biggest thing going on of course is uh still been a lot of the tribute shows with uh with uh Kalila and billy right uh, since billy passed away on us a few weeks ago so 
Uh, you can pop on and see what Billy Roberts, one of the world's longest-standing television psychics, had to say about the world. The other big thing going on, well, Joe, quite frankly, is, well, us. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. The, well, because we've been doing things like at Star Trek Day and everything. Right. So, uh, Geek yeah. Tank Radio and Tool Talk Radio have been getting quite a bit of activity on Spotify and YouTube both. So, uh, thanks uh, thanks to all of our new listeners uh, around the world. We're picking up quite a few people in the UK these days. Yeah. No, so, cool, you know, man. so uh, for those of you listening in the UK, all right. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Alan, I saw a post the other day because Scott J. Carroll, who's one of your uh, mm-hmm. main contributors over there, he gives he, he does these really interesting uh, sort of short short film story. They're just, he takes everyday things and makes a story out of it. It's just absolutely he, amazing. He's looking for an animator. If anybody out there has in, uh, has any experience with, I, could, I guess it's digital animation or maybe, you yeah. know, if you're an artist, uh, get in touch with uh, Alan because it sounds like uh, Scott may have need of your services. He's, he's, so. he's, he's up to something. Yeah. So anyway, well, how do people uh, check everything out there? All Alan? they got to do is pop over to uh, darkoakmedia.com. And uh, check us out, or you can go over to Geek Tank Radio or TooltalkRadio.com. Yeah, absolutely. So, and real quick, I'll just mention uh, to get my shameless plugs out of the way. If you, you know, we're, we're talking carpentry, Alan. We're talking mm-hmm. about building things. If you, uh, if you've got a deck or a patio cover or a uh, screened-in porch, people are just really loving the screened-in porches these oh, days. Yes. Uh, or a fence, or really anything made out of wood for the outside of your home, give me a call at uh, 901-921-7105, or you can go to my website, thorshomes.com, and, uh, of course, there's a chance you may be discussed on the radio. I won't give out your name, but, man, some of these jobs I get on, Alan, they're really interesting, and it gives me... It's funny, because when I encounter a problem at a job site... Half of me is annoyed, and then the other half of me is like, hey, this will make good content oh, for the show. So man, we're going to talk about this for an hour. Helps me through. <laughs> so, All right, Alan, uh, let's shift gears. Let's get to our must-have mm. item of the week. So, Ta-da! You have Tell people the, what I'm holding up. the handheld micro or miniature hacksaw. Yeah, it's a basically, folks. This thing now, I you know, we talk about some inexpensive tools. This one, I think, okay, you get a pack of hacksaw blades for what you know, five, ten bucks uh, yeah, or something, if that. And then this, what this is basically is, if you can imagine it, almost once you put the blade in there, it almost looks like a the letter P or something. But it's very portable. You could stick this in your pocket, right? And what you do is you 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 uh, slide the hacksaw blade in, and instead of the uh, instead of the um, entire hacksaw blade being uh, surrounded by a frame the the blade is basically half of it is exposed alan there's about four inches of the blade that sticks out because sometimes you have to cut metal or plastic or something and it's a it might be a tight fit it might be very and hacksaws let's face it have a pretty big you know the front between the frame and everything else it might be uh, difficult to get to certain areas and this this gets you right in there and it gets you know You can't cut everything with this. You're not going to cut through an I-beam with this or something. But if if you've got that metal or that pipe that you've got to cut in a real tight spot, this thing's great, man. And I love the portability. Well, you know, one thing people look at the the hacksaw blade itself and kind of go, eh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't trust, look like it would cut yeah, through anything because the teeth are so really small. It really doesn't. Uh, but, yeah. People, uh, you know, the size of the teeth really um, is almost backwards. 
Right. The, the bigger the teeth, the less it actually does. Well, especially with metal, because you think about it, if you take, uh, you know, those big teeth, like you're going to, if you were, you know, cutting through uh, lumber or something, well, that's, you, you get two passes on a piece of metal and it's going to dull. So you yes. do need it to be very fine. And, um, and also you got to think about the direction. Sometimes what I like about this too, Alan, is sometimes it's easier to cut by pulling it, pulling yes. the blade towards you. Oh, yes. Because that's the, that's the option you get with a hacksaw. You can spin the blade around and either push or pull. Now, my favorite use for that particular little tool is uh, actually kind of bizarre. It's cleaning the hair and lint and stuff out of wheels. Yeah, you deal a lot with yeah, you deal with a lot more of that stuff than I well, do. So uh, office and chairs and things mm -hmm. like that. Of as you roll around, they pick up hair and lint and mop fibers and that kind of stuff. And Can you use that for vacuums as well? Oh yes, very carefully. Yeah, but if you if you pick up a lot of hair, yeah, I, I'm looking at the lengthy hair on the gentleman next to me here, as opposed yeah, to the two of us, it. right? Uh, if you've got a lot of hair to take care of, yes, the uh, hacksaw blade will help get that out of there. Yeah, it grabs it, and um, one, it's funny you say that, Alan, because the about uh, two weeks ago, I had to take apart our vacuum cleaner, and this is one problem that I don't get blamed for because mm. there was a lot of hair in there. It hadn't been taken apart in years, but right. uh, blame the cat. Yeah, it was either the cat <laughs> or my wife or. Something. Something, but I, I pulled and and I used similar things. I used things like this and needle nose pliers and yes. everything to get at it. And you're right, it's it's almost like little grabbers. But uh, so it's multi-purpose, not just cutting. And it cuts nicely through plastic too. We should say, oh, especially when you got to like work with a lot of PVC. Oh, it is amazing. Yeah, these things are great. And and like I said, this is one of these tools where you throw it in your tool belt, you keep it in your back pocket, and if you lose it, who cares? It costs five bucks. Go get another right. one. It's a, it's it's not a big investment. So that's our uh, must-have item of the week: the mini hacks. Saw. So, um, Alan, uh, I want to I want to circle back to something, and uh, I just I can't believe that we've spent you know well we spent two two segments talking about our critter wars, but you said something quite provocative before. Yes, right at the end of the other segment, and I can't I I think you're making this up, sir. You said that I, nope. Back in the day, people would do something called toilet fishing. Uh, it's keep it tasteful, it, sir. It, but I think you're making that up. I am not. Of they. Uh, Especially you late... flush up, you flush the bobber and the, the no, thing no, down. No, no, no. It was just a hand line. <laughs> it was just a hand line, and they would like tie a little cricket or something onto a oh, piece of poor cricket, yeah, uh, or a plastic cricket, whatever. Okay, uh, onto a little thin, thin, like four pound test fishing line, and they would flush it down and flush a few times, and they would catch a little small brim or something like that, and they would bring them back up. Where is this? Is this like the Beverly Hillbillies type thing? Or something? No, Wouldn't it be easier to go to the Memphis. lake? This was here in Memphis back in the late 70s. They had a lot of plumbing issues and stuff they were trying to get resolved. And being on a great big river of... It sounds we like had a terrible critters. idea. Now, how oh, it is a terrible idea. I didn't say it was a good <laughs> idea. I just said we did it. Okay. Now, how about if it's connected to a septic tank? That's oh. probably not as good. Well, no. there wouldn't be anything in there. No, and anything in there would be like that creature from the Black Lagoon. But this was, this was just one of those things that happened late in the 70s. It made a little news now and again. And periodically, when they're cleaning something out, especially like of... Uh, in Paris, they were cleaning out some of the, the old aqueducts and sewers under there. They found a crocodile. <laughs> so, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 never a bad idea to forget how closely. I mean, we're you know we're we're the ones encroaching on their territory. You know, we as we build our suburbs and everything. You know, they right. were. 
you know. In my backyard last week was right. a heck of a throwdown between two red-tailed hawks and about six crows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was loud and rowdy. Yeah. And uh, they were fighting over somebody's cedar tree as to, you know, who was going to get to keep that or not. Yeah. So, yeah, wildlife uh, wildlife will always find a way to exploit us. Yeah. I guess we're going to have to, to you know, revisit this at some point. But, folks, if you've ever encountered, if you've ever engaged in toilet fishing, we'd love to hear from. <laughs> no, maybe not. Send us a text. Don't don't call. We don't want to talk to you. But uh, anyway, just to recap, Alan, because, you know, we we're, we have a kind of a call to action. If you want to um, still offer a uh, Tool Talk radio confession. Uh, you can call or text any day of the week. You can call or text at uh, the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989 and send us a, you know. Oh, yeah, we'd love to see some corroborating evidence. Yeah, because I pictures. Well, I, I have a feel. And also, it doesn't have to just be the confession line. That's that's the thing. Um, we, we enjoy the interaction. Maybe mm. you're a nice civilized caller like we had with Ken oh, talking yeah. about yep. how to fix a table. Yep. Ken was a model caller. He was great. So, <laughs> But we also like the, the callers like Mr. Anonymous. We, we want mm. them all, man. So uh, get in touch with us, like we say. But, boy, Alan, what a weird show today. Uh, <laughs> we've had a little I, fun today. We've had a journey. It's been an epic quest, I guess, you know, getting through Tool Talk Radio. But um, we're, we're, we're winding down. And uh, if we, we hope you'll uh, stay tuned later, too, because we're going to be joining you on Geek Tank Radio. we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. We've got uh, the, the Motor Mouse coming up. And, of course, mm. we've got uh, all the latest racing news here on uh, News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. Don't turn off your dial. There's no reason to, uh, yep. to tune stay out. Stay with us all day. But uh, it's time to get out of here. So uh, on behalf of my buddy, Alan Gilbreth, and our pal Max behind the glass, I'm Joe Thorderson. Uh, thanks for listening to Tool Talk Radio, and we'll see you next week.